This is Authentically Erica with Erica Thomas, and we are living from the inside out, partnering with God to live authentically in all of who he created us to be. Welcome back, y'all, for another episode of Authentically Erica. So today I present to you my first, my very, very, very first interview. I'm so happy. So I actually recorded this interview a few weeks before I released the podcast and like way before I recorded the episodes of me kind of just talking. So the audio may be a little off, but this is a really, really good interview. This is Candace Yates. I had the pleasure of meeting Candace at the retreat that I may have mentioned to you guys before. And Candace has an amazing testimony that I think you all will enjoy and really be inspired by. So tune in and let me know your thoughts. We are here for Authentically Erica, living from the inside out. And I have with me today my very special guest, who is my absolute first guest, and I'm so grateful that she agreed to join me. This is Candace Yates, and I'm so excited. Thank you, Candace. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Thank you. I'm honored. I'm truly honored to be your first guest. Yes, I am excited, and I want to give you the opportunity to share with everyone a little bit about you, who you are, just for the people to know. Sure. As Erica introduced, my name is Candace Yates, and I live in the beautiful state of Minnesota with my husband and three children who come this fall. We will have three teenagers after a few birthdays in our house. And I'm a mom. I work in the nonprofit arena. I'm really just, I think, all around dedicated to seeing people grow and learn and become their best selves. I feel like that's who I've been in all spaces and places that I've worked or served in. I'm also a worship leader at my church. And yeah, I just love to see people grow. So you will come to know me as a cultivator. So that's what I've coined as that's who I am. I'm a cultivator of people. Doesn't matter where it is on my job, in my family, at church, out in the public spaces. I am a cultivator. I want to see people grow. Yes. And you're an excellent gardener. Yes, yes. That has been a blessing that has come out of this past year and a half, just my gardening, that it was really a dream um, come true for me. Just so excited about that. Of course, here in Minnesota, it is winding down just a little bit, but still got some goodies out there. But yes, I am a gardener and that is very special for me. Awesome. Awesome. Candace, I had the pleasure, the absolute pleasure of meeting you this past June when we both attended a retreat, the Masterpiece God's Masterpiece Retreat with Ebony L. Trust. And I wanted the, the, I was asking God, you know, what he wanted me to do with this podcast or who he wanted me to talk to. And the first person he said was you. And he showed me that it was because I had the opportunity during the retreat to share part of my testimony of how God showed me where I had connected to an organization, which I needed this false confidence, so to speak. And he Mm -hmm. told me that I needed to be released from that. 
in order to move forward in what he had for me, where my confidence will be built in him. Yeah. And you came to me or you shared that night that he was speaking to you or that it was confirmation for you as well. And I just wanted you to share where you were and then how that that testimony, so to speak, was relative to what you were going through and just some of the things that kind of happened after then. Yes. All right. (laughs) Testimony it is. I'll just start by saying, like you said, you and I met at this retreat. And I just think, first of all, it's just absolutely amazing how God even brought us there. And reflecting back on everything that took place, realizing that even was a part of his plan. And for me, I met Ebony along my journey of getting fit physically and losing weight. And I heard about this retreat, said, yes, I want to go, was excited. And the funny thing is, once I got there, the first like day or so I had this moment like wait a minute why did I come to this retreat because one of my girlfriends who is my my, you know very close friend she came as well she knew Ebony a little bit more than I did but other than that I kind of just had this moment where I was like hold on what's gonna happen like wait what you know just that moment of clarity like what did I sign up for (laughs) I didn't even realize what was going on in in one way. And so I sat down um, and just pulled out my journal and asked God, why am I here? And I just, I was like, I'm having all these feelings, Lord. I know I had a desire to come. I'm glad that I'm here, but I also have this feeling of there's something else. And he's like, yes, there is something else. And over the course of your stay here, I am going to show you why you're here. There's some things I want to talk to you about, some things I want to share with you and some things I want to do with you. And that really gave me peace. We went along every day. God, of course, did amazing things those first few days. And yes, little by little, there was this unraveling of, okay, I'm hearing more. I'm seeing more. I'm getting a little bit more. Okay, God, I think I understand. And before we got to the day that you shared your testimony, I just remember there was an encounter that I had with Ebony and God used her to minister to all of us individually. And when she came my way, she hugged me and she started saying some things to me. Some of those things, I was like, yep, I get it. And one of the things she said at the end was like, oh, and you need to plan a coming out party. And I was like, mm, oh, okay. And I just thanked her like, all right, thank you. Sat down. It's funny because after all of this, she went back to that. And she was like, yeah, I could tell you, oh, you had that look on your face. I don't know what this woman is talking about. <laughs> and I was just trying to be nice. So. Right. <laughs> and I was like, okay, God, like, whatever, I'm going to take it. Just help me to understand. And so that evening at dinner, you shared your testimony about coming out from that group and how originally you felt like you needed to be a part of that, that you needed your association with that group because it was contributing like to your identity and your confidence. And as you were talking Really, I was just sitting at the other end of the table listening to you, and God was just clearly speaking to me. I had joined a business opportunity about nine years ago, and originally 
I was in a place at that time. My children were much younger. My husband traveled a lot for work. And I had really felt like I got in this like rut, so to speak. Like I was going to work, going to church, going repeat, repeat, repeat. And for me, also, my kids came to work with me. I was I work in early childhood, so they also came with me. So I just felt like I was in this kind of pattern. It was ho-hum, normal. And so when this opportunity came along, it was like, oh, my gosh, this is a great opportunity for me to be around some amazing women, um, to have this sisterhood, to break out of my shell, like just reclaim my womanhood. And so I fully embraced it, like whole heartedly like yes jumped right in and it was an amazing opportunity I did learn a lot I definitely met people that I may not have ever have met had I not decided to do that join in that business opportunity but at the same time as the years went on I started to just associated with certain things that I don't think God wanted me to associate it with. And I started to get to a place where I felt like this opportunity, this business, I had to get to a certain level. I had to become a certain thing in order to make an impact in people's lives. I had to achieve this before I could become that. Mm. And Every time I would try to achieve and I wouldn't, it was like chip against my own confidence or my own, how I viewed myself. And even some of the relationships that I had during that time, there were moments where they were definitely tested. I definitely experienced some things where I felt like I had to choose between the opportunity and certain things that God had really called me to. One of them was, is my music ministry. You know, I was made to feel like I needed to put that to the side in order to really commit to the success in this opportunity. And for a moment, I was like, okay, I'm willing to do that. I'm going to just take a break and I'm going to focus on this because I have to get to that place. And then once I get to that place, then I'll be able to go back and I'll be able to do my music ministry and I'll be this better person and I'll have achieved so much. But when when I did that, I felt so incomplete. Wow. And I even remember like putting it out there on social media, like, oh my gosh, I really miss singing. It wasn't a cry for attention, but it was really just a heartfelt statement. Like I really felt lost. Like I felt so incomplete because now I understand at the moment I didn't, but now looking back, I realized that part of that's a part of me right like for me music ministry is not just something that I do leading worship is not just something that I do but it really is who I am and so at that time me sacrificing that was sacrificing a part of who I was because I felt like I needed this opportunity to help define and shape who I was. If I could become this over here, then I would have so much more influence. I'd have so much more impact. That would be my platform. And eventually I was like, this isn't working. I can't do that because I'm just longing for this. The other part of it too was just I love my family and I'm very committed, you know, to being the best wife I can be, to being the best mom that I can be. And it was really hard for me to just miss things. And at the same time, the message that would come back would be like, when your kids are older and you've achieved X, Y, and Z, when you've gotten to this, when you've received these accolades, your kids, you know what, they're not even going to remember the times that you weren't there. Some people would even share stories about 
how they climbed that ladder of success and how their kids now appreciate what they miss. And I'm like, maybe your kids can appreciate that. But for me, I'm not okay with that. That could be somebody else's story. They could be okay with that. But for me, it just didn't settle well. And so leading up to the retreat, I definitely wasn't as committed to that business opportunity as I had been in the past with the pandemic and everything. It was really starting to make me think about my priorities. And I'll never forget, I I love Brene Brown and I, I read her books. And in one of her books, she had quoted somebody that said, if you have more than three priorities in life, you don't have any at all. And I just, whoo, this was 2019 when I read this. And it struck me like, whoa, because I completely understood what that was saying. Because what I was dealing with was my family, my day career, ministry, and that business opportunity. And every time I would try to balance and blend all four, one of those things would get neglected. Every single time it was when I didn't do music ministry, I focused on the other three music ministry got neglected when I went hard and was gone out of the house in the evenings three, four times a week. Then it was quality time with my family. Just it was always something. And I was like, wow, that is that's powerful. And so I really started to ask God help me to understand what my priorities are. And he was like, oh, that's easy. That's It's not that hard. Just think about all the things you love to do. Think about where you're at. And I was like, yep, I'm fully committed to my family. That is, for me, I've had prayers. I've had desires that I've expressed to God since before my children were born. And I've seen him make a way. And so I definitely know that is a top priority for me, my family. My career, same thing. God has really opened doors for me in that area. And there's a lot that has come out of me that lets me know this is for you. And I love doing what I love my job. I love my job. And that struggle, there was a struggle there because, of course, in that world, a lot of you might be able to relate, right? You get presented a business opportunity and what happens? People always talk about you can be self-employed. You need to be an entrepreneur because you don't want to be working for somebody. They make it sound like having a job is just like the worst thing right. <laughs> on the planet. <laughs> I'm like, y'all do understand, like, we can't survive if there's people that aren't working for somebody else in, in this world. Like, it's just a fact. And... I love what I do. So it is okay that I am employed by an organization and by someone else and that I don't, at this point, I don't necessarily have that quote unquote entrepreneur title. I'm okay with that because I love what I do. I do have freedom and flexibility within that. And then the other piece was ministry where I am wholeheartedly committed to serving in my church within music ministry and in other ways and also outside. My husband and I just really have a passion for marriage and families. And so we do certain things related to marriage ministry. So once I got really clear, okay, family, career, music ministry, I said, okay, God. So that means that anything that comes my way, I have to hold it up against those three things. And if it pulls away, if it causes any one of those things to be neglected or to be sacrificed, I have to really ask you is if this is it for me. You mentioned like my gardening. I was like, okay, God, let's take gardening, for example. Cool. It feeds your family. 
It has inspired so many people to start their own gardening. When you talk about it, you encourage people, not just with natural gardening, but growing themselves. So it's ministry and it helps you. It helps me to be healthy. Cool. That is an alignment with what my priorities are. Some of my relationships or even even our journey, our health journey, right? That is in alignment with my priorities because I have to be able to be my best self for my family. I have, oh, ministry. I was really struggling in 2020 physically while singing. And because I've begun to prioritize my health, I am not experiencing some of the things in my body that I was in 2020. So God was like, see how this, when it aligns, it works for you. It doesn't take away, it doesn't pull. And so this is going all into the retreat. I believe God was like dropping hints over time. I can't deny it. I can't deny that God wasn't trying to get me to see the light, the writing on the wall prior to, but he was like, I'm just going to bring you down to Florida. I'm going to surround you by these amazing women and I'm going to have, I'm going to have Erica share her testimony so I can make it plain. (laughs) (laughs) So you're sharing your testimony and God is literally like, you need to sever your ties with that business. And I was like, okay. Now, mind you, we had been down there for four days already. So there's no denying that God was speaking. There had been, there's no denying that God was using all of us to minister to each other. So in that moment, it was just boom. And, and very similar to like my story with our health journey. When I asked God, what should I do? He spoke clearly, you need to, do xyz so that's what i experienced at that table when you were talking he was like you need to be done it's time to be done and he showed me that the one of the main reasons why i needed to formally officially be done because we know with all these business opportunities out there sometimes we could just not do it right and then well i'm just not doing it no he was like no i need you to call (laughs) And I need you to ask them to release you from your contract with that company as an independent contractor as of this day. And he, for me, that weekend, it was before your feet hit the ground in Minnesota, you need to call and you need to end your contract. I don't even know if I had told you that, but yeah, so we left, right? So we left and we had a layover in Austin, Texas, a three hour layover. And I called. They told me what to do. I had to email a certain email. So they had it in writing, emailed them. The lady was like, it might take 24 to 48 hours for it to become official for you to be out of the system where I couldn't go online and log into my customer portal and stuff. Nope. Mm-hmm. It was like 10 minutes. Wow. <laughs> I was like, I hung up. I hung up. And I was like, okay. Like my friend was with me. Toya was with me. And so I was like, it's done. And she's like, it's done. I was like, yes. And I was like, okay. I think I can probably just go in tonight and like download my customer list so I can let people know there might be a couple people that I want to get in touch with. Mm-mm. Went to go log in. It was like, we do not recognize this ID. I was oh my like, gosh. <laughs> I was like, it's done. It is a done deal. But what God was showing, especially this year leading up to the retreat and where he was taking me, he was showing me that I had to let that go. Because 
where he's taking, let me back up. He was showing me, I had to let it go because there were moments before all of this where he was trying to show me things, trying to move me into a new place. But I would have this, as one of my friends described it, basically like a moment of anxiety because I was starting to relate what was in front of me with what was behind me. And let's say some of the studies that that are coming up that I'm going to be doing. And it was like, okay, oh, if I register for that, oh my gosh, it says that they meet on a weekly basis. And oh, is it going to be like when I had to wake up at seven and call into, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do this because I'm feeling like it's going to be just like that. And I would have these moments. So even in our, our sister circle, like I'm, I was asked to participate on the prayer team and if I hadn't released that, when we started to plan, it was like, hey, we're going to have we're going to have Saturday prayer every Saturday at five o'clock a.m. Now, granted, I haven't made it to all of them. The Lord is working. me, But in that, I could have definitely I could have had that moment where as soon as it's, yep, we're going to meet every Saturday at 5 a.m., I my mind could have totally went back to be like, oh, remember, see, remember when you used to do that other thing and you had to wake up every Saturday and be on the call and there was just so much confusion. and and But that's what I would be doing. And so God was like, that's why you need to let that go because when you were back in that opportunity, yes, I did use you and I used the gifts that I placed on the inside of you. I did use you to reach women. Don't, don't doubt that I did, but those were my gifts. So when I bring you out and I take you to this new place, my gifts are still there. It wasn't the opportunity. It wasn't that environment. It wasn't the person that coached you. It wasn't the template of the business plan that you followed that made you so effective and made you so influential that other people wanted to come alongside you and do it, that people were willing to to take a chance or change their life or they went to church, church with you. It wasn't any of that. It was me. It was my gifts. So I need you to let that go because I'm trying to walk you into some new things and I need you not to be keep looking back and asking, is it going to be just like that? Because if it's going to be like that, I don't know, God. I don't know if I can do that. That's so that is so good. And he's like, I need you to be free from that. So it wasn't that it wasn't that the business opportunity was horrible and all the people were horrible. I'm sure there are plenty of people doing it, rocking it out. God is using them. But for me, he was like, no, it's time. I need you to sever those ties. And I had so much peace about it. And he told me, I need you to sever ties because there are people connected to you through that opportunity and in other areas that also need to sever some ties. And you need to be an example. You need to show them. Yes, yes. You need to show them. And I have had conversations since coming back. I just had one the other day um, with another young person, another young woman who is in in the similar opportunity. And it was funny because she was like, we work together in our day job too. But she was like, 
I got I have to ask you a personal question because there was some events actually going on last weekend here related to that the business opportunity that I just left. And she was like, are you going to be there? And I was like, oh, I, I'm sorry. I hadn't even had a chance to talk to you about it. So I, I shared everything with her and she was like, oh, my gosh. And she just started sharing with me how school is about to start back up for her. And like on Saturdays, she's going to be in class all day, like eight hour day. And so she has she committed to some things with her husband and she was feeling like they keep asking me if I'm going to come. But I told them like, no, like I am about to start school. And so this Saturday is like for my husband. And I was like, absolutely. I was like, if that is your priority, anything that comes your way, any opportunity that comes your way, if it challenges your commitments, you need to evaluate. Right. If, if I've said I'm, I'm committed to my family, I'm committed to my career, I'm committed to ministry, and then something comes my way that in my interaction with it, it starts to make me feel guilty for not sacrificing those things to take advantage of it, it's a problem. It's a problem. A big and problem. you got it. It's a big problem. And it's not that any one person is at fault for that. It's just... That's how you can be made to feel in those situations. You may have some things you need to learn. You may have some confidence that you need to build up even in that moment to be able to say, I'm sorry, these are my boundaries. I would love to take advantage of that, but at this time, this is what I'm committed. And even me leaving that business opportunity, there were two very special women that were in leadership with me, over me while I was doing that. And part of me was a little nervous to share with them, but part of me wasn't because I've seen how they've had to make decisions in their life and in their journey with the business. So like, how could they even judge me? Like, how could they even say anything? And so I had forgot to call one person and I was like, oh my, she included me like in this text message about the event. And I was like, oh shoot, I hadn't talked to her. So she's thinking like, I'm still in it. Right. So I just said, okay, Lord, I'm about to call her. So I call her. Hey, how you doing? Hey, I really apologize. I totally meant to call you before this weekend just to let you know, like, I'm no longer in the business anymore. And she was like, oh, okay. And she's like, but you're still my angel? Because that was like our team name. She's like, you're still my angel? And I was like, absolutely. And then as we talking, guess what? Like she had life happen to her. Lots of stuff went on in her life over the past year. So it's not even, a lot of times we feel like people think about us they not think about us they not like (laughs) yeah she might be a little sad oh I'm gonna miss you like you were great like you did so well but when I told her I was like I really want you to know like this was God like I'm not jumping ship to like get on another business train Mm -mm. that's not what this is about I was like this is God and honestly I can't even tell you where I'm going right now I was like but what I do know is God said it was time for me to let that go. And she was like, that's cool. I still love you. And I was like, absolutely. And then the other woman who was also over us and she was in town. And so I actually got a chance to see her that day. And for a brief moment, because we were helping her do something, but for a brief moment, she started talking to me and we didn't get to get far into the conversation, but I kind of caught a glimpse of, okay, she was aware of my decision back when I emailed her. But she got some heavy things going on in life that she had to focus on. And so I was like, okay, cool. Like, we're cool. And I think sometimes people are afraid to to make that step because, oh my gosh, what what are people going to think about me? What are they going to say? Right. And yeah, there may be some people who are just blindsided. What? They don't understand 
oh my gosh, I'm so disappointed. I didn't experience any of that. But even if I did, I can't help you. You can talk to the father and ask him to help you understand why I had to make the decision that I made because ultimately he was the one that orchestrated and he knows what's best. He knows everything that lies ahead and what he has planned. And so I can only trust him. And at one point I was like a no limit soldier. Like I'm doing this for life. Like you cannot tell me that's me. I'm down for life. Y'all I'm going to be doing this forever. All that. And so I was like, Oh God was just laughing at me. Like (laughs) you funny. You got jokes. Right. Okay. Okay. All yep. right, then. <laughs> he was like, keep talking. I'm like, all right. So yeah. So I mean, you yeah. sharing that testimony, it was really, it was just like a floodgate of clarity. God, you, everything you said about your journey and the things that you were experiencing in terms of connecting your identity and feeling like you needed that opportunity to help you be who you were, yeah. like that was totally me. Yeah. And I didn't even realize it. That's mm-hmm. the scary part. Yeah. It's for yeah. part of it. I didn't realize it. I'm right. like, oh, Lord, because even on the tail end, I started to develop this mindset that was like, man, I, I didn't really do that. That's because I'm not a business owner. That ain't me. I started to develop that mindset because of the experience. And God is like, you achieve. I did achieve a lot in that business opportunity, but I didn't achieve what I thought was like the ultimate or what was the definition of ultimate success and God is like that does not matter and that is one opportunity that doesn't define who you are just because you didn't reach the peak or you didn't get to a certain place doesn't mean you're not a business owner and I want to define what being a business owner is for you don't let that opportunity define it let me define it so I'm just really grateful for that mm-hmm. because I, I I I laugh because I look I think back to certain things I'm like oh God I know you were really trying to tell me I know you were <laughs> <laughs> but I thank you that you love me enough to yes. fly me all yes. the way to Florida to meet Miss Erica <laughs> to meet all these other ladies to go to dinner to sit down. And to have Ebony say, uh, I need to share your testimony for me to hear it, for him to be able to connect the dots for me and say, it's time. And it's just been beautiful since I've had so much peace. Every person that I have shared it, they've just been like so encouraging. Hey, man, I understand. Congratulations. Oh, that's great. Like they get it. And so I'm just excited to see what God does next. I know I'm excited to see all of what God is doing. Like we've already talked about, and by the time this particular episode airs, I'll probably have already shared how I had no real intention of going to this retreat, but it was, I think at this retreat was that moment where it made sense of Mm -hmm. who God says that I am. He Mm -hmm. says that he was going to use my life to help other people get free, that he was calling me in this spirit of deliverance. And I'm like, I'm like, who, who you calling? (laughs) Just, just sitting with him and looking back over some things and seeing that how it all aligns. Like you use that word aligning to who he says that you are. 
and seeing how when we don't have clarity Mm. on who we are and aligning our lives to that, like judging situations and circumstances based on, okay, this is what God is saying about me. This is the opportunity that's coming to me. Let me use this as the litmus test to say, okay, is this for me or is this not for me? When you don't have that, like for me, when it was confidence and I didn't have confidence, when I saw an opportunity or someone was an example of confidence to me, I'm like, I want that. I'm going to go over here to get that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this to get that. And even the example you gave of when God does speak something creative that doesn't exist right now, and you're not running to find somebody to teach you how to do it. Like this whole podcast thing is a make it up as you go along kind of thing. I'm like, (laughs) okay, God, I'm going to push this button over here. I'm going to do this. I have no clue what's going on. (laughs) He has the roadmap and He can give us directions. He tells us, don't go that way. Sometimes we're like, but everybody else is going that way. No, don't go that way. That is not the way for you to go. This is the individual path that I have laid out for you that before the foundation of the world, it has Mm -hmm. already been laid out. I've already seen the end from the beginning. So trust me when I tell you, this is not the direction that you. Right, right. And I think I love what you said, just, you know, who God has made you to be and helping others to get free. And I think that's what it was about. Like I said, it wasn't, there isn't anything like innately bad about the business opportunity that was involved. And the women that I worked with, they are also women of God and they also love God. So it wasn't like, oh, I was connected to evil. No, it wasn't even that. It was just simply there was an, um, there was a misalignment for me mm-hmm. and God was like, I need you to be free so that you can be who you be in me and not get blurred up in this one thing, thinking that because you're in, that's why that's who you are. And I, it's like over time, I just felt myself like shrinking and growing up, like I knew myself to be a person that freely encouraged and freely spoke to people about God and getting to know God and just so many different things. And it's like over time, because I experienced what I felt was failure, I started to shrink. I started to just be like, okay, forget it. I'm just going to put my head down and just do my thing. And God is like, no, no, that has nothing to do with who I made you to be. Yeah, exactly. When things and experiences don't work, that doesn't have anything to do with who I made you to be. You're still who I made you to be. And so I need you to be who I made you to be. I was like, okay. I just felt like such a a release, like just a heaviness was just lifted off of me when I stepped into that and followed through with the instructions that he gave me because it was just lingering. It was there. Mm-hmm. That elephant in the room, like you see it, but you try to avoid it and came home. And, you know, even like my husband and I talked a lot about it and I cut, I cut corners. Like when I was doing that business, there was times mm-hmm. where I cut corners and I had got to a point where I was like, nope, I can't do that anymore because I saw the impact that it had on myself, on my household. I felt like it just wasn't, you know, why I wasn't coming from a place of integrity and like serving the business, like being the example. I wasn't being the example. And it took a lot for me to say, nope, like 
I have to be the example and to be honest with people. But there was a blessing on the other side of that. And so like the same thing with like me hearing from God and listening and following through on that decision, as strange as it may look to other people, like there's a blessing on the other side of that. And it's, I don't even think, I don't even think I have yet to fully comprehend the extent of the impact of that decision that it will have in my life. That is just like the surface of of what God is going to reveal to you. And as we're kind of wrapping up, I want you to speak to the person who is listening in and they are like all their spirit leaping, all their insides are like, this is where I am. This is where I am. If they were at that place, um, just take a couple of minutes and just speak to that person who is struggling with that decision of mm-hmm. obeying God versus mm. staying in the place where they currently are. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think this has been a common theme for me this year as I have talked to people about hearing from God and making decisions. Number one, What I've learned this year, what has been reinforced that what's in the word of God, my pastor just quoted this yesterday, right? My sheep hear my voice. And number one, you hear from the father, you hear him. And it's only in those moments where when we hear and we try to act like we don't hear, then that brings in more of the confusion, more of the anxiety, more of the, oh, maybe I should do something else. But just listen and know that what you hear, if it is drawing you to a place where you are leaning more into the Father, where you are leaning more into prayer, where you are having to trust him more and and spend time more in his word, then know that's him because nothing None of his instructions will pull us further away from him. And so in that moment, when you're like, okay, that's me. I am teetering. Ask him, Father, what should I do? And when you ask him, know that he will answer you. And when he answers, listen, write it down. Spend some time just listening and write it down. And then move. Okay, like in that moment when Erica was talking and I was hearing the father, it was clear. And I, please, I know some of y'all are thinking, oh, I don't know. I don't read my Bible that much. I don't pray every day. I don't either. (laughs) Okay, let's just be real. Let's just be real, y'all. I'm not talking about being a super saint. It's just be willing to hear and listen to what God is saying to you. Don't worry about it having to be all complex, deep, and and a book's worth of information. It could be two sentences, but just know, and some, I'm gonna say for some of us, for some of y'all, he didn't already told you. <laughs> he didn't already told you. So this isn't even a, this is a confirmation. He already told you, go back to what he said and then move. And just know as you move, he'll make it even clearer why. And I think that's what we struggle with when God gives us instructions. In that moment, we're like, okay, God, but why? I mean, why? He can't tell you why. 
because you'll try to rationalize with him. And that's what I knew. Me going down to Florida, being in the midst of that experience, getting to the point where Erica shared her testimony. And when God said what he said, I was like, okay. He knew I had to be in a place where I would just say, okay. Because if he would have told me while I was sitting in my living room here, I'd have been like, why? I'm not really doing anything. I could just keep it as is. That's not a big deal. Every now and then if somebody wants something, I got my discount. Like I could have given a whole bunch of excuses or reasons, but he put me in a place where all of that didn't matter. It was just, God has been speaking and here's another thing he's saying to me and it's time to get into action. And that's where he wants us to get to, right? Where we just ask him, we hear we listen, and then we respond. And that's a beautiful place to be in. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be difficult. Believe that you can hear your father talking to you. And if you need confirmation, ask for it. Ask for it. He'll give it to you. He loves you enough to do that for you. That's the thing. He loves you enough to do whatever he needs to do to get you to hear what he's saying and to get you to act upon what he hears, not from a place of anger or disappointment in you, but because he loves you that much because he sees your future. He sees every desire that he has for you. He sees his plans. He says, I know the plans I have for you. They are not to harm you. They're to give you a future and a hope, an expected end. So if he has that in mind, know that when he's giving you instructions, it's not coming from a place of, I'm going to tell you to stop. I'm disappointed, so I want you to stop doing that. No, it's coming from a place of love because I love you and I see your future, beloved. Oh, my gosh, the plans I have for you. Oh, my goodness. If I told you all of them right now, you wouldn't even be able to handle it. They're so amazing. So right now, I'm just getting just this one little, just one little thing. I just need you to do this one thing. Just let that go. Just one thing. Just let it go. And we just need to be like, okay. And then he'll keep unfolding. He'll keep unfolding. So God, I just pray like the anxiety that you might have is dissipated and all the questions and the things that are clouding your mind from just being able to receive, like that you're free from those things and that you know and can hear and understand and receive that when God gives us instructions, even when it's to let things go, even when it's to what the world calls quit, it's because he loves us loves us and is just so excited to help us move along the journey that he'd send Erica to make a podcast, that he'd send her to share her testimony, that he'd have us have this conversation so that you could be sitting where you are listening right now. Like he had, he's thinking about you while we're recording this podcast and he's going to orchestrate you listening And I want you to think about that as you hear this. Wow, God, you did all this for me. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Because when I heard, Erica, when I heard you share your testimony, I was like, wow, God, you did all this for me. That is love. That is amazing. That's love. That that is a whole word, (laughs) uh, a whole 
sermon, I'm like, I'm about to re-listen to this myself. And yeah, so I just can't tell you how grateful I am to God, Candice, for you. Thank you so, so much for sharing this. I know it blessed me just to hear because there's some things about your testimony that I, I had heard and some things that I hadn't, but this just put a whole bunch in perspective and even get, gave me some clarity on some things that I've been pondering. And I'm just, hmm. I am grateful. That's, Thank that's, you. that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> well, I'm grateful for you. And I just appreciate just really this opportunity to like document this that just I had that realization as we got started I was like oh my gosh like this is going to be documented in history and like just this moment sealed and so I am so grateful for getting the opportunity to do that with you amen thank you guys for listening this has been authentically Erica where we are living from the inside out thank you This has been another episode of Authentically Erica with Erica Thomas. Join us next time as we continue on this journey of discovery, living from the inside out authentically.